Good afternoon and welcome to the Mr. Relevant Podcast. It is Wednesday, July 5th. We've been on a little bit of a hiatus. I don't have a good reason why, but a lot of stuff has gone down with the Caps. And here to talk about it is Mr. Irrelevant Caps correspondent, Brad Parker. Hey, Brad. Hey, Jamie. How are you? Let's let's follow me as we go on my my journey as a you know not okay. not very intense I, caps fan. I always do. <laughs> okay, so you know we talked going into the into the off season about you know the the different changes uh, that that yep. may or may not occur with the caps. Yep. And it was quiet for a while, and then they signed Oshi to a really long deal. I think I think TJ Oshi got like eight years, forty something million. Yep. By the way, eight years, 40-something million for like a really good hockey player just shows me that hockey players don't make shit. Like, <laughs> because that's, that's like one year of John Wall's next contract? Yes. I mean, Jan Mahimni, his contract is for half the duration and for significantly more money than TJ Oshie. Uh, that, that puts and, that in. And that's, and that's a person? Jan Mahinmi, yes, he's the backup center for the Washington I'm sad Wizards. To say I do know who he is. I do know who he is. Yeah, like he was a non-factor in the playoffs. He and, was. He, and he's one year into that deal. Um, well, he he did play like I don't know eleven games this year or something, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I I'm too anyway. I'm way too hung up on him. Um, okay, so yeah. Oshie gets eight years, forty something million. They give. Dimitri Orlov, a big deal, right? Like yep. six years, 30-something million? Yeah, yeah. Everybody <sighs> was getting eight-year deals. Orly only got six. He got gypped. And then uh, Kuznetsov got the biggest deal of all, right? It was eight right. years, 60-something million, I want to yeah, say. So he, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. he, had, he actually had the most leverage, mm-hmm. which worked out for him. Because he... Had interest from the KHL, the Continental Hockey League. He could have gone back to Russia. He could have played there. He could have played in the Olympics for Russia next year, which, you know, allegedly the NHL has said they're not going to let our players go play in the Olympics. He could have gone home. He could have played in the Olympics, played two years in Russia, come back and met a, a complete unrestricted free agent in the NHL. So he had leverage. And they, they pay a lot of money to get their guys to come back home to that league. Okay, so those are like the big three moves the Caps made in terms of you know re-signing their guys. Uh, those those are the big moves of commission. <laughs> okay, <laughs> now we'll get to the moves of omission. Okay, yeah. so as casual Caps fan, I I'm looking at this and I'm saying, great, like especially especially Oshie and Kuznetsov, those were like the biggest yeah. fish, and they're back on the sure. boat. Awesome, you know, like yeah, don't like to see these other guys leaving that were also free agents like Carl Osner. Should, should we mention all of them? Yeah. Well, Osner, Justin Williams, uh, Shattenkirk. Who Shattenkirk. I, I guess he qualifies. Yeah. He was like a two month cap. Yeah. Um, yep. Exactly. You know, you, you kind of expected they, you know, they weren't going to be able to afford all of them, especially if they got the big ones as, right. as casual caps fan. The only thing that really jumped out to me is like unexpectedly bad or like, you know, a little bit of an uh-oh was that they traded Marcus Johansson for right. a second and third rounder next year, which I guess in, in, in hockey parlance is they traded him for like a bag of pucks. For Jan Mahinne. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not even that. Not even that. Right. Because he yeah, was... Yeah, yeah. Second and third round pick is... 
more and more likely to not ever be a regular player in the league. And Johansson was or is a regular player. Like he was he a is. former first rounder, I think. Twenty uh, something goals. Like not a guy you'd expect. Not not a guy you'd want to let go. He's coming off his best season. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only did they give him up for basically nothing, but they gave him up within the division for to basically nothing. New Jersey, right? The Devils. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's that's all the big wind up for me to say like okay losing him seemed unfortunate but i just kind of looked at that as the cost of doing business they had to shell out a lot of money to keep these other guys that they definitely wanted to keep and i'm looking at this as Um, well well you know that's like slightly bad news um but all in all you know that probably worked out about as well as it could have that that was like my like dim-witted perception look i was basically off the internet for like three days and just (laughs) just following the headlines just like reading the Washington Post coverage a little bit, you know, because yeah. I could drop in on the post and figure, oh, well, okay, now I got a good glimpse of what's going on here. So that's how I felt. Then you text me, I think it was either on the 4th or on the 3rd, a link from yeah. Rushing Machine Russian Machine Never Breaks. Correct. That, I mean, how would you summarize that? It was basically that, that, that the Caps just laid a turd. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much that pretty much sums it up. I think mm-hmm. they called it like the the horrific offseason or something like that. So, you know, I, I understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. And as you said, we started off this offseason by saying, wow, we blew it against the Penguins again. Mm-hmm. Nobody's shocked there. And now we're going to have to deal with, with the losses that we're going to suffer. So we knew it was coming. Right. And the GM, Brian McClellan, sure knew it was coming. The problem is that, you know, I started to say that he's where we are now. It almost seems like he came into the offseason without a plan, but that's not true. I think mm-hmm. he came into the offseason with a plan and he had a plan without any contingency plans, which sounds insane to me. So I think he fully expected to you know the first shoe that was going to drop in all of this was the expansion draft right and i i think we all expected for a long period of time that we would go into the expansion draft we would leave a couple of good players unprotected but it didn't matter because uh george mcphee the GM, our old GM GM, is now, of course, running the show for your Vegas Golden Knights. And he was going to take Philip Grubauer uh, mm-hmm. to be his goalie of the future. He was getting Marc-Andre Fleury from the Penguins to be the face of the franchise. And Grub- Grubauer, we thought, would be there to either be a great trade bargaining chip for him or to be their goalie of the future. And Fleury's not going to be around forever and... So we thought that's where this was going to go. And clearly that's what McClellan thought was going to happen too. And that's not what happened. I think we underestimated a couple of things. One of them being how much George um, holds a grudge against this organization (laughs) and saw this as an opportunity to screw over the caps and make his team better. And I think that's what he did. Um, he was trade making trades and deals with everybody in the league to say, okay, I won't draft this guy 
if you give me this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. And it was happening left and right. Everybody was doing it, and he would not do it with Washington. Mm. Now, apparently there were talks. Uh, we tried to reach out and say, don't take Nate Schmidt, and we'll give you this and this. And we are, you know, our organization has said that the price was too high. I don't know if that's true or not. I completely believe that it was. But I think they went in never thinking he was going to take Nate Schmidt. Nate Schmidt was somebody that George Mc. he signed as an, um, an undrafted free agent who he brought up. And he sees everything that, that Trotz and McClellan did not see in Nate Schmidt over the last couple of years. And when that changed, that altered the offseason plan. And I think that screwed everything and they didn't know what to do. <laughs> So that one, that one miscalculation then set what into effect? Because okay, losing Nate Schmidt kind of throws the defense out of alignment, or it kind of right. you know puts different pieces in place that you might not want want to be in place. But what were well, the I kind think, of dominoes that fell from that? Well, I think they were. I in charge, one uh-huh. would be a, a much worse hockey team. But I would have gone into this offseason planning to buy out Brooks Orpik. Um, we knew uh-huh. that we were going to be in trouble with the salary cap. I think we were also screwed over a little bit by the salary cap, not going up as much as we had hoped it would. It uh-huh. didn't move very much at all. Uh-huh. So buy out Brooks Orpic. And now granted, I'm, I don't love Brooks Orpic and I never have, but there's a great opportunity to get a guy who's making like five and a half million a year off the books. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, Five and a half now, million this coming season and the next. Yeah. Like he's two more years. Two more years. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's, I think it's two more. And I think McClellan's argument was because he he held a press conference. Uh, it might have been on the fourth, trying to really do a take out the garbage, you know, bury this mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he said a lot of things that irked me and I think he just said things poorly uh-huh. that have made some fans angry uh-huh. but one of the things he said was that they never considered buying out Orbic. and if you don't can at least consider that option then you've completely screwed up at your job uh-huh. like and and he said the reason they didn't is because he was a good mentor to Nate Schmidt and would be good with the young guys that are, that are going to have to come in to replace Schmidt and Alsner and because he would be on the books for four years after you buy him out. Well, I guess, but it would be a minimal amount and it would be a lot less than what he's going to be on the books for now. And I think when Nate Schmidt was gone, they realized, oh, if we buy out Orpic, that's with Alsner gone, Shattenkirk gone, Orpic and Schmidt, like there's two thirds of our defense from last year is gone. So maybe we just keep this guy that we know that can play. And now we just have to bring up two young guys to fill those spots. And that was better than any other option. But then they start handing out eight-year deals. And I, I love TJ Oshie. He's one of my favorite players. And it's a, a long, expensive deal. And an, I can understand all the things they pay too much. I love having him on the team. And I think it's something – if they didn't have to do it, I'm still glad they did do it because he makes the team better. But once you gave out eight-year deals to two guys and a six-year deal to another guy, like once they got down and had done all of that, they didn't have enough money to actually field a roster. Mm-hmm. 
And that's when they got to the point where they had to trade Mojo. So it was either find somebody with that amount of a cap hit that we can trade or go, you know, don't have a full roster of players, which I'm not sure is legal. So they had to do it. But there's another mistake they made. They waited so long to trade him. By that point, all the main free agents had signed. Everybody's roster had been set. No one was dying for a defenseman now. If they needed a defenseman, they would have gone out and signed him on Friday, Saturday when free agency started. So everybody knew that they, they had the defenseman they needed, that the cap oh, and oh. yet another huge mistake. Well, you broke up at the end there, at the very end. So oh, I'm going to go back and edit that. Or if not, uh, thank you all for enduring this with me. Um, okay, if, so you don't, if you don't so, edit it, so, that, so what, I what I said you, there was awesome. So I think what you're saying was that the, in, in part what you're saying is that they waited too long to trade Mojo and thus lost yeah. like all leverage to get anything of value in return. P.S. They right. desperately needed value in return because now their defense is in shambles and the bottom third of their roster is going to be just like organizational filler. (laughs) Right. Right. So I saw, I saw somebody put up the projected lines Mm -hmm. and the fourth line forwards were Jay Beagle at center and X and X. Uh, I don't know. Some guys from Hershey. Great. And you know, there's talent there. And then the defensive pairings, um, the second pair and third pair both had an X mm-hmm. again, bringing well, up guys from Hershey. Well, I mean, one positive outcome of this could be open tryouts for beer league hockey players like yourself. <laughs> That's um, positive for whom? Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. How I'm going to do, I'm going to do a professional uh, level set podcast okay. interruption. Uh, we're talking to Brad Parker, Mr. Relevant Caps correspondent. You can follow Brad on Twitter at Throw the Hats. Uh, I would. This is where I would do like a read. No, stop. This stop is, the hats. Oh, Don't stop the hats. Them. Oh, I'm sorry. Stop the hats. Um, if, if we were a truly professional podcast, this yeah. is where I would do a read for like Blue Apron, which is just like delicious home delivered meals. Really good stuff. Just ready to cook. Uh, Meundies, another another product I've never used. Um, I don't know, but yeah, sponsors. If you'd like to, if you'd like to step in now, that'd be great. Um, let's go back to to Russian Machine Never Breaks, which sure. is a good site. I should probably talk to them. It is. I should probably ask them. You should on the show. Wait, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, they have they have a lot of followers, so that would help. Yeah, they're really um, good. You should do it. Imagine if, like, you know, in criticizing all of this, this these offseason maneuvers. Imagine if you didn't like Oshi. Imagine if you didn't like the uh, Oshi yeah. signing, because I, yep. you know, like I've seen some criticism on Russian Machine that that's basically saying Oshi's coming off a career year and it's probably never going to be as good again as he was right. just this past year. And oh, by the way, we signed him for eight more years. Right. Um, if you don't like the Oshi signing, does that suddenly? Oh, actually, let me couple, let me piggyback the Oshi signing with the sure. Kuznetsov thing, yeah. because he also got eight years and even more money. Is he even a like? top player you know i mean how how yeah. i don't know i guess evaluate if you will like those two deals because you know, like we're talking about all these like seemingly obviously bad moves that mcclellan has made but they're with the lesser stars you know and kind of yeah. the smaller pieces yeah. of the of the of the puzzle but these are two really big pieces that just just got thrown down 
So, so my my counter argument to mm-hmm. the Oshi uh, argument uh-huh. <laughs> is: um, Was it a career year? Was that a fluke, or was it a career year because he was playing with Ovi and Backstrom? Mm-hmm. And is that what you get when you have somebody as talented as TJ Oshi playing on a line with those two guys? Mm-hmm. And I would lean towards the latter, that yes, it was a career year, but uh, a lot of people have career years when they play on a line with Backstrom and Ovechkin and or either one. And that's what he's going to be doing for, for years to come now. Uh, eight years is a long time, obviously. Um, and given the fact that we're going through what we're going through right now because of large contracts and saying that we had a small window and we were loading up to go after it, um, maybe long, big, expensive contracts isn't exactly what you want to do. I get that. But, um, yeah, imagine everything that we've lost and you lose Oshi now, if you had lost Oshi, does that mean Marcus Johansson stays? Probably, but is is that what you want? Does that give you enough money to sign one other reagent? Maybe, but I I don't know that you get the value, the talent of Oshi in return if you don't sign him. So I'm fine with that. Kuznetsov is somebody that has um he has a very high ceiling. He's a very talented player. You see it in flashes. You saw it in the playoffs a couple of years ago. You saw a little bit of it in the playoffs this year. Um, he's worth, I think he's worth the risk. So I don't really, as much as I'm criticizing uh, McClellan right now, I don't, I don't have issues with either of those moves. Like I said, I do think they were long. I do think that, eight years is a long, long time. And there's a lot of money on both of those deals. I get it. But I also see why you would make those deals. But that reminds me of another mistake he made in those press conferences. Just some of the things he said, like saying we loaded up for the last two years to get a championship, which he's been telling us all along. We were all prepared for this. But then he actually said, but now we're going through that same hangover the, that a lot of Stanley Cup winners go through. We just didn't win it. <laughs> that, was, that really stuck out. Like that was that, a... Are you kidding me? Like, how do you say that? No, he, he, gets, you know, he gets this grace period now because he built the team that should have won it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's the oh. same as if they did. Yeah, I think he also said like, "Oh, you see this with other teams that did the same thing, like you know Pittsburgh." I'm like, right? Yeah, right. but there was one difference. There's a little thing. <laughs> I can't remember what it was that they did differently. There was one thing at the end that was different for them. But other than that, nailed it. Yeah, I wonder if that. I wonder if that will go. If you go on like his on on McCullen's Wikipedia page in the future, it'll be like you know built the. You know, 2016-17 Washington Capitals, which were certainly good enough to win a Stanley Cup, but some things that were beyond his control <laughs> led to right, Pittsburgh right. winning it instead. <laughs> um, so 
what what else is there this what else is there to live for and what else is there this off season <laughs> like like nothing it, hey new 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 uniforms for everybody but i mean i guess they they they're gonna have to fill roster spots you know for for yeah. you know player x and player y or whatever right um, yeah well, well, but they don't really have the means to do that right i mean it's just gonna be uh, oh, they signed. They signed three guys you've never heard of this uh-huh. weekend to two-way deals, so they could play for us and Hershey. Um, there are there are young players that people have liked for a while that will get opportunities now, like Jakob Vrana and Chandler Stevenson, and and names like that. Riley Barber, uh-huh. you know those kind of guys. Good names. Minor chance. Riley Barber's a good hockey name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chandler Stevenson. Yeah. So I can so, I can remember that one. I can yeah, pronounce right? that one. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that's that's what'll happen. Some of those guys will. Training camp will be interesting. There will be serious competition. Guys will be going at it. Some people will make the roster for the first time, and we'll get to see what we have. So that'll be fun, and maybe October, November, December hockey will be more meaningful for us this year than it has in previous years because we're figuring out who's actually going to be on the roster when we when spring rolls around. But you know, we've said a lot of negative things about what happened has happened throughout this off season. But if you look at the roster as it stands today, plug in a couple of kids from Hershey and. Look at what's happened around the division. Other guy, you know, every other team that was up there with us has lost players as well. Um, it's still a playoff team. They're still a good team, and maybe going into the playoffs without a President's Trophy is what they need. Um. So you still you still seem to be firmly in that like in in like the top eight in the East. Like yeah. you'd expe- you yeah, expect yeah. them going into the season to still be on firm like playoff ground. I mean, if you look at it, it's a team with Alex Ovechkin, TJ mm-hmm. Oshie, Evgeny Kuznetsov, Nick Backstrom as forwards. You have a goalkeeper who won the Vesna a year ago and came in second for the Vesna this year and Braden Holtby. Um, it's a, it's a good team and they still have, you know, they still have some solid pieces on defense. Maybe some new guys come up and play well. And well, let they're, me, they're definitely a playoff. Team. Let me say it this way. Would you be more surprised if they were the one seed again, or if they were out of the playoffs? Hmm. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would be more surprised. Oh, wow. I'd be more surprised if they were the one seed again. Okay. But I would be very surprised by either one of those. This is a little bit off topic. We're going to keep going. Would you be, would you rather them be the one seed or like the five? I know that sounds like a stupid question because it just that just means like they weren't as good this season if they were if they were the five seed, but given what's happened when they've been the one seed in the past, yeah. How many? But how many times do you see it in hockey mm-hmm. where like a five seed wins the Stanley Cup, right? Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of people are. I mean, everybody mocks the president tri- president's mm-hmm. trophies. Mm-hmm. They do matter, but whatever. Sure, I'll go in as the five seed. 
So basically, we don't really have anything to give a shit about until at least the start of the season, unless there's an open tryout, in which case we're sending you <laughs> as like a, as a Gonzo. I will go with a GoPro on my helmet <laughs> and try out. What what's the highest level of 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 like hockey achievement you've ever unlocked? <laughs> um, do you mean like like highest league I've played in, or like greatest thing I've ever done? What was like the pinnacle of your hockey playing career and and like like I, ability? I had I had a nine point night. Nine points was it an All Star game? It was, it was a crappy summer league game. I scored five goals, four assists. Jesus, nice. Yeah, but but let me clarify. I'm not very good. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened that night. <laughs> it was like I was playing with Ovechkin and Backstrom, and they were just feeding me the in, puck in the regular season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, clearly. Uh, okay, so, okay. <laughs> I try to end these podcasts on like <laughs> like a little one liner that you know will, make, will really make you think. Ooh, what, what, what if the past 10 years for the caps like that was the good th- those are the good times <laughs> that, those were the be- those are the best days and now they've passed and we didn't appreciate it when we had it so you're saying what if they were life in a microcosm <laughs> well basically we, we spent a lot of time talking about would you rather have a team Right. Uh, that had all this regular season. It was in the playoffs every year. It was like top of the league, but never won at all. <laughs> or like a yep. team that won it all just once, but was, you know, uh, you know, never really in contention otherwise. Uh, I don't know. Now that we're kind of, it seems like they're kind of, <sighs> you know, on the downswing. Uh, the window is closing. Yeah. Like maybe the next 10 years are even worse. <laughs> um, yay. Thanks. <laughs> it's very, it's very possible. It's very possible. And here's what, here's what I think will happen. Um, if we go that route, they will get good again. They'll find mm-hmm. some new core. They'll get really good again. And then Pittsburgh will draft the next Lemieux slash Crosby and beat us every time again. <laughs> like no matter what for eternity. All right. Well, until then, uh, enjoy your summer. <laughs> hey, thanks for this. It was very cathartic. Uh, that was Brad Parker. You can follow him at Stop the Hats. Um, I I kind of wish that you had never texted me the other day, so I could have just gone on thinking that the Caps off season was great. Um, hey, but just keep reading the post. Now I know. You know that. Well, hold this. Can we come back to that for a second? So, because I meant to make that point, yeah. I didn't really make it. Like reading the posts coverage of all these moves and, and omissions you know it, it was just very like just the facts without yep. context or without like oh well this wasn't what we were expecting or this is unfortunate and reading it i just felt like things were fine and dandy you know there was like well, zero think- commentary until maybe yeah. like tuesday you know like three days tuesday after the when fact. they finally had the press conference yeah because I think we talked about this. Mm-hmm. That's when Isabel could add perspective. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, and I don't know for sure if her piece on Tuesday was a quote perspective or not. Correct. Um, nor do I, nor do I, but I really don't like that labeling. I feel like they should be called no. columns. Like if Thomas Boswell writes something, it should be called a column. Or, and maybe it is. I don't know. I feel like they call everything perspective now. 
But do they have no one I who can so. add perspective on the caps? Well, no, I think Isabel can. Mm-hmm. I just think in a day-to-day reporting role, that's not her spot. She's not allowed to. Yeah. I don't think she's given that leeway. I think she has to be the beat reporter, and the beat reporter has to go there and say, this happened today, and this will happen tomorrow. And that's it. So then she needs to take a day, and then she'll, have, she'll gain yeah. perspective. <laughs> right. Well, I, I look at it as the free agency day and the trade day were like games, right? And she was uh-huh. doing the reporting. Uh-huh. And then once they had the press conference and downloaded and, and he came out and said everything he had to say, then that is where you get to write a column. See, I feel like this is like now a, you're looking back this, at everything that happened. See, this this is taking a turn to like the 2000. This is like a very 2006 conversation because I feel like the, one of the reasons that like blogging became a thing in sports was it was like a blend of like the game story or the recap or the, like the right. trade story with the column. With, so it was like the reporting yes. with the perspective, and that it that's was, what with I opinions was, and right. curse words. Yeah. And I'm reading, the, I'm reading, uh, you know, the, the post coverage of what happened with the Caps, and then I jump over to Russian Machine Never Breaks. I get a totally different perspective, yeah. and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, why wouldn't? Well, if this was so evident to you know people who were observing, why wasn't that reflected in the coverage? But at the same time, it's that's one opinion, and mm. could be totally wrong. And I think if you look. Their staff, uh, Russian Machine staff, has differences of opinion. I think mm-hmm. some guys mm-hmm. on the staff, some of the people on the staff, guys and girls, some think the Oshi deal was good, and some think it was insane. Mm-hmm. So, like, it depends. Well, on yeah, but writing. all this other stuff, like this chess stuff, the chess moves yeah. with uh, protecting against the expansion draft and maybe buying right. out Orpic, like that, that sort of stuff, I feel like isn't necessarily as like open for debate. I agree. <laughs> I All think right. that's pretty cut and dry. <laughs> All right. Let's end it there. Uh, thank you, Brad. Thank you, Caps. Thank you. Thank you, listeners. We'll talk <laughs> soon. Bye.